Well, good g'day, guys. Welcome back to the Couch Critics. It's been uh, quite a while, so thanks for tuning into this episode. Whether you're watching on YouTube or you might be streaming it through Spotify or one of the other streaming services, I'm Brad, uh, joined by Samuel. How are you going, mate? Yeah, good. Season four. This this will be our fourth season of Couch Critics. Yeah, and your wife thought it was only going to last three weeks or something like that. Outrageous. Here so, we Grace, take that. We're here for <laughs> fourth year, so uh, let's uh, get around. We, we started that in the middle of COVID, you know. That was a great way to do yeah. something during the middle of the COVID, and now even though we're living in separate cities now, we're still going. So, um, And it's awesome, you know. We've got over 700 subs trying to work our way towards 1,000. So, One case of season. Yeah, yeah we're, we're going to get to the four digits. And thanks to everyone that watches or listens to the show. We really appreciate your support. And um, we'd love it if uh, you're not subscribed already. So hit subscribe if you're watching on YouTube or give us a like and have a chat in the comments. Um, we're also active on Twitter as well. We're not really active. We're not active at all on our Discord or anything like that. And I haven't posted on TikTok since um, I got copyright pinged for that Colombian goal at the World Cup, <laughs> which is a nice little segue into what we've been up to in the off-season. You know, the A-League off-season, it runs for 12 months. That's At least that's what it feels like. Yeah. Samuel, what have you been up to uh, in this very long off-season? You have, have you had any highlights? Been to any football matches? Uh, oh, I thought I'd crack a beer. You know, we're back, Couch Critics, another, another season. So I thought I'd crack a beer for another pod, another yeah. season. Cheers. Nice. I'd raise my glass, but I don't have one. Um, Yeah, off-season. The Women's World Cup, obviously, was um, mm. that's probably the, the biggest thing uh, that's happened mm. in the off-season, which was great fun. Have I been – I don't think I've beat – no, I don't think I've made it to any of the Australia Cup games. So so mainly it's just been, you know, I'm studying at the moment. So hard at work mm. there, wife and kid and another one on the way. So family life takes up lots of time. But uh, keeping up on Twitter, watching all the, the A-League stuff. Twitter? Don't you mean X? Uh, X, X. Yeah, thank you, thank It'll you. always, always be Twitter. Yeah. Um, yeah, just enjoying watching their fake-up games on Template and, and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. How about you, Brad? What's, what's off-season been like? Well, like you, we went to a few uh, World Cup games together. We went to the final. Uh, we went to that. That For a brief moment, it was such an amazing moment. The uh, Australia game against England, Sam Kerr scoring that banger. banger. Unfortunately, didn't end out the way we would have hoped, but uh, to see the Matildas go all the way to fourth, that was great. I think I went to eight World Cup games. I think I went to about four, five in the space of a week. So, Coming all the way from Bathurst, I remember it was on a Sunday night before I went back to work. It was Germany and Colombia, and I was at the point of, you know, I've been to four games this week. I'm actually, I think, I'm, I'm pretty over it. I don't know if I, if I want to go. And then I ended up going, and I, I'm glad I did because... That was uh, one of the games of the tournament. That was, that, I was there as well. Yeah, that for me, that's unreal. the best game I think I've ever witnessed as a fan, to be amongst that crowd and... Man, those Colombian guys—they were cooking. They were fantastic, uh, a, a fantastic vibe. And I was yeah. sitting amongst the Colombian fans, and the, uh, in the end, they scored. And I was wearing a German kit and wearing a German scarf because I could find no Colombian merch. I've actually got the Colombian kit on the way. It's been coming for about a month now. Wow! So, um, thanks to Ozkit Nerd for pointing me in the right direction to find that kit. But uh, yeah, uh, that was a that was a great experience. That World Cup and. Um, it yeah. shows that down under we can host fantastic tournaments. Hopefully, maybe one day we can bribe our way into getting a men's World Cup or another <laughs> Asian uh, Asian Cup, whether it's the men's yeah. or the women. That would be fantastic. 
probably a bit of a wait down the line. But um, also went to the Australia Cup game between Sydney uh, United and Brisbane Raw. Mm. Brisbane Raw spanking last year's finalists 5-0. First time I've ever been out to a denser park, so I'm a big fan of checking out new grounds. And um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty old. Um, probably hasn't had a a bit of love for it for some time, but um, it's a nice little ground that would definitely fit into any kind of potential national second division that might get up. Yeah. Whether that club should be in it, that's another question. Um, but that's been my off season. Um, I think what nine games already, so I'll be hoping to crack the tenth game in the opening round of the season. Outrageous. I, I reckon it's worth talking about the Women's World Cup a little bit more. Obviously, yeah, okay. um, you did a little bit of a preview beforehand. And and, and I got roasted for putting Australia in the semi. I think I put them in the finals and uh, the USA going out the semis. And I had all these Americans telling me, oh, no way America's going to get knocked, uh, going to lo- uh, lose in the semis. We're going all the way, baby. Mate, you didn't even make the quarterfinals. So suck on that, America. <laughs> yeah, it, that was that was great to mm. great to see. Like, but like just the the World Cup in general. Like you said, you went to eight matches. I went to seven. Mm. All Sydney here. Um, I went to that Colombia Germany game, and, and the atmosphere was wild. I took a Colombian friend with me, and mm. it, just the joy on his face was so worth it. But there was so much to love about that, and and I hope the A League kind of uses mm. that. I don't think they are. Obviously, I haven't seen an ad on TV for the A-League just yet. Um, but, like, you could get a $20 ticket for a great seat yeah. at the SFS, and, and I'm pretty sure it was the same right around. You could get a $10 ticket a couple of days yeah. before the game with a restricted view. Sometimes that is. you are right behind the goal. Um, yeah. Like, to see the Sydney Football Stadium packed out with 40 thousand fans mm. for what was the first game we went to it was france, i went to france and jamaica I remember that jamaica. was a nil or draw and it was i don't think it wasn't a boring nil or draw jamaica had their chances to get an upset it was like a wednesday night as well and there were 14 oh, i think it was a sunday night yes right um but i i went to a, a tuesday 12 o'clock kickoff columbia and germany there was still twenty five thousand people there it was just incredible to see like Australians get around it and and mm. so much, you know, I've had people talk to me like for for women's football and mm. we we don't speak a heap about it. Uh we we like to cover a bit of W League, mm. you know, the dub A League women's news here and there. But people were saying, Did you watch the game last night? And they're talking about women's football. Like that was mm. just incredible. But as well, mm. like Australia was talking about the Women's World Cup. Australia mm. was talking about football. Mm. And the Matildas absolutely lit our country on fire. Like that semi-final, over half of Australia watched that. And mm. and that is just mind-blowing to think the scale at which the Matildas brought our nation together. A World Cup, like I think going into the World Cup, I thought it was going to be great, mm. but I didn't think it was going to be that good. It it was just phenomenal. Um yeah. There's so many moments. And and after that, the final of the World Cup, you chuffed off because you had to, you know, drive three hours back to Bathurst. Yeah. But I, I just stood there in the stadium. I, could, I didn't want it to finish. Like, yeah. I, I was a bit shell-shocked. Just, just what had happened in that month in Australia, watching football at that level, 
Mm. Yeah, it it was so cool. It was I reckon it's it's one of those moments that will will stick with me having a women's world cup here in our in our nation. So I, I think it was just awesome, and I would love to see football hit those heights yeah. regularly. Like just the product is there. Like mm. you know, we, we do this podcast because we love the A A League, and and I think yeah, if we could get to those levels, man, it gave us a picture of what what could happen. So I think it was just. An awesome tournament, you know. Tony G, I, I've not been his biggest fan, and really, he he pulled it out of the bag when he needed to, and mm. oh, well, actually, the girls pulled it out. It was it was the Tillies. They did the job, and um, yeah, we're, we're pretty proud of them. And the fact that we can almost be a little disappointed they came fourth, that you know there was a chance there. Sam Kerr's goal, man, I screamed so much. Yeah, yeah, it, I was there. It was just so cool. <laughs> I was right next to you. I, Brad I copped it. it. Brad copped it. My yeah. ears are still ringing. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah. What a tournament. Um, mm. what fun. I, I think you know one cool thing uh, that came out of that was here we go. A plug. Uh, Memento. If you're listening out, you should oh, yeah. totally uh, give us a sponsorship. But the app Memento. It's like mm. um, what's the app you use? I use Footballogy. Footballogy, right? Memento is a little bit like footballogy. You can put in all your your games you've gone to, but Memento is a bit prettier. It's a bit nicer. It like gives you a virtual ticket and you can, you know, put your own photo and stuff and rate the game. And that was just cool. And they've put their last A-League season on and they're trying to get more data. So now I can keep track of, you know, which stadiums I've been to, which teams I've seen, how many hours of football I've watched, much to my wife's dismay. Um, I, I reckon that was just pretty cool. And now I've got these, you know, little little tickets to to remember that uh, Women's World Cup, which yeah. was pretty fun. So, Memento, Both, yeah. if you're listening now, sponsor us. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be using you throughout this next A-League season. Yeah, and add us on it because I think we're both on it. Yeah. I'm on Footballogy, so hit me up on that. Um, I probably prefer that because there's way more data in it. I think Footballogy is probably more uh, – Memento is more designed like because they've got NFL and yeah. like all the American all sports. sports. Yeah. They're looking to get cricket in and into it as well. So um it's pretty good what they're doing, but um probably prefer footballogy. But enough on them, they're a sponsor. Um <laughs> you talked about the A-League trying to to grab on to the the World Cup we just had. And yeah. I think I think the A-League women's competition is actually probably gonna have a, a good hype amongst it because we've seen membership rates explode. Um, yeah. compared to previous seasons. I think um, a lot of clubs, probably half the clubs, um, at least the ones that have published it, they've broken membership records. And I think yeah. we're going to get a Sydney derby at the Sydney Football Stadium in the opening round. So that'll be a, a good test to see what kind of crowd we can get. You know, yeah. I'd like to think we could potentially get 10,000. That'd be really good. And um, there's a few games that are going to be in, like, uh, in big stadiums, and that's going to start the week before the men. So hopefully that'll be some good hype um, for the women's competition. Of course, Courtney Vine, um, you know, one of the heroes from the World Cup. She's still in the league, so that's really great to see. And hopefully, you know, yeah. if fans want to fans want to flock and watch her, that's great. There's yeah. also plenty of other talent out there. That'll be um, Matilda's one day. I'm very disappointed. Well, no, it, it, it's a good thing that Claire Hunt uh, has yeah. uh, gone over to better passes at PSG, one of the, the big clubs in the world for women's football. So good on her. Unfortunately, I won't get to see her play in the Wanderers' colour in Bathurst later in the year, but... You know, I, I think uh, 
having watched her at the World Cup, I thought, yep, uh, she's done. She's going overseas and good on yeah, her. Um, but there's still plenty of talent across the A-League um, and they'll be playing for the Matildas one day. And uh, it, it's cheap. Like we talked about the prices for the, yeah. the World Cup. Oh, talk about the prices for the A-League men. You know, I can get a general admission ticket for 20 bucks at the Wanderers and sometimes you can get, uh, they might have a good deal on. So, um, you know, compared to the other major sports in this country, yeah. the A-League ticket, like I'm not going to sit here and take any slack from anyone that reckons tickets are expensive. Yeah. And tickets um, are good quality in the A-League. Um, you know, tw- uh, at least I speak from the Wanderers' perspective of $20. I think I went to a MacArthur game at Cameltown. That was $20. I don't know where the, the, the talk about MacArthur have expensive tickets. Maybe they've changed now, but um, tickets are good value in the A-League. If you want to watch some live football, get amongst it this year. Yeah, and I mean... For, for someone like you who it takes you about you know three hours to to drive to a game you, you can get a flexi membership make it cheap mm-hmm. uh, I've got a membership for the cove this season and it's it works out at like like 13 bucks a game mm-hmm. for the whole season like for 13 home games it's, yeah, I've I've got a I've got a full season ticket membership I won't begin to the full season <laughs> I think it was about a hundred and twenty dollars in general admission so that's 13 home games. Including the derbies, and because like, I, I had a, I was going to get a flexi. It was going to be next to the the RBB, and that was going to be one hundred and thirty dollars for like six games. Cool. And then they rang me up and said, um, "Have you thought about getting a full season ticket one in general admission, the other end?" So that's the family zone, which is fine. I mean, they never they never check the tickets. I've been in the RBB a few times on the same ticket, but um, <laughs> um, no, I never said that. Um, <laughs> We but, can, yeah, like 130 bucks for a full season ticket membership. Like, you can yeah. pay it off week by week. Like, I think people want everything to be free, and I think, uh, well, you can't. Um, but it, it, it's good value. Get around absolutely. it. Yeah. No, that like the A-League is, is so cheap. And and, the, and memberships are the best value for money. Like, if you want to want to watch games, become a member because that'll save you a lot of money. Plus all the cool stuff that comes with a membership. Like, you know, you, you, you get a little press. Sticker. Right? Well, maybe the Wanderers, but like FC, you get credit to spend in a membership store, and you get to kind of choose. And like some of it's not the best quality. I've got got some membership shirts that I wear to bed. I've got some some cool. I got a backpack for my son last year. Like yeah. you get some cool stuff in there. Yeah, and you get discounts fun. on merch anyway. The victory, you get you still get it like a scarf every year. Yeah, like sign up for a membership. Like just do it. And a lot of them have the W League kind of added into that, so you can go to double headed. You can go to, and I, I think some clubs are now doing separate memberships for the women. There's clearly yeah. been an interest for fans that actually want to go watch the women, which yeah. know, whatever gets people to to the to the games, I don't mind. So yeah, um, there's plenty of options out there. Yeah, I, I'm also excited to see Central Coast Mariners back in the W League. It's been a yeah. while. Um, I'm always going to call it the Dub. Just by the way, I know it's the A League Women's, but I think the Dub's fine. I think the Dub's. Uh, Allowed, I think we'll allow that. Allowed. Um, Kai Simon back yeah. at the Mariners is really cool. Uh, they've signed some some promising players from other clubs as well. Mm. Uh, you've got players like Emily Jilnix back playing for the victory this season, and so is Lydia Williams. Yeah, like, they're big signings. Courtney Vines still sticking around. So you've got lots of those Matildas, mm. the past and, and present, who are in the W League, but also you've got just some great up and coming players, and we've seen mm. a a huge outflux actually players um going overseas so sydney fc's women's team who who won last season beating western united 4-0 in the grand final just like a 4-1 
4 0. No, I was at 4 0. Yeah, well. Yeah, smashed him. Um, yeah, well, grand final shouldn't have been in Sydney. So, whatever. <laughs> that, that squad's been kind of decimated by overseas because the girls deserve it. So, you know, a couple of to Brighton, Mackenzie Hawk, yeah. and um, Charlie Rule, and, mm. it, you know, good good things to see. So, I think that competition continues to grow and, and we've got future Matildas in that competition, um, which is really cool. Yeah. Yep. Um, That's really exciting. That starts on the, I think it's a Friday night game. It might start the 13th. If it's not the 13th, it's the 14th, which is a sad day. It's um, not that far away. Two weeks, three weeks. And the Sydney Derby will probably be the highlight. Well, I don't actually think it will be because the Wanderers women's team isn't particularly good. <laughs> uh, especially with Claire Huntcorn now. But that game's uh that'll probably be the marquee game, the the seven forty five yeah. game of the Sydney Football Stadium on the uh the Saturday night. I I don't know if I'll go. But um that'll be a good game. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. We'll see what we're doing that weekend. Um I'll definitely be going to a game in the opening round. But um, you know, it's great. And twelve teams, they're gonna have a full uh twenty two round season for the first time, so that's really great uh for the women, especially coming off the back of the World Cup. Absolutely. Um, before that game is actually the Australia Cup final, though. Yeah. Australia Cup final, Sydney FC mm. uh, facing off against Brisbane Raw at the SFS, 7.45, uh, and that's on Saturday the 7th. Yep, that's right. Saturday the 7th of October. I'm at a wedding down in uh, the Kangaroo Valley. So are you. <laughs> Kangaroo Valley? Yeah, essentially. Oh, is Bear them away. Bear yeah, but like it finishes at like four o'clock, doesn't it? Oh, maybe for you. It's, oh, well. You could make it back if you want. No, I'm not going to it. <laughs> um, Australia Cup, uh, I guess. Well, there's been some chat on Twitter this week. Uh, I was I was watching, I think it's Sky Blue Stories, potentially okay. talking about this. Um, is the Australia Cup what it used to be? Or... Is it just a pre-season competition? And I think it actually works well as a pre-season chat. You know, where mm. it's just around the corner. How do you how do you talk about all the teams? I think looking at the Australia Cup, you kind of go, ah, oh, this is how the teams are lining up. You can't tell everything. Obviously, Macarthur mm. won last year's Australia Cup, and then were just absolute trash. They they did take the spoon, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Outrageous. So if Sydney, if Sydney win next weekend, I'm hoping history repeats. <laughs> so that's it. Like you, you can't, you can't take it as exactly how each team's going to go, but you get a good picture of where yeah, I think you do. they're up to to start the season. Who needs to improve? Who needs to bring players in? So I think, yeah, it's a good place for us to chat, maybe about the the A League teams and and who's looking good. Mm. Um, let's start with our teams because you know we care about those. Start with Wanderers because I think they were looking pretty good for a while there, right? Yeah, and I, yeah, like you said, it's too hard to tell because it's only pre. I think some clubs do treat it as a preseason comp, but um, yeah, I think um, well, they played Florida Athena the first game. They won like five six nil, so or six one. Like, is that when yeah. Lockie Brooks scored like five goals? five goals? Yeah, played one game, scored five goals. He's still the comp's leading goal scorer, so he's just got to hold out for one more game. But well, Paddy Wood will get him next. Yeah, next we'll week. see. Um, yeah, so like that's against an MPL team with a second string side. So yeah, that was a good result. I think five nil, five one against Adelaide. 
um, at mm-hmm. Marconi. That was an impressive result, and they played fantastic. I don't know how much goes into that, considering Adelaide's off-season. They've been a bit, um, who knows? Um, but I, I was really impressed with what I saw in that match. You know, it was a much stronger squad. Mm. Rello, I think, got a couple of goals. The new signing, Anton, Antonson, got a got a couple of goals as well. So I was really impressed with that. I didn't watch the Brisbane game, but uh, I think it was some poor defending in that 4-2 loss. So, yeah. I don't know. I think, I think, you know, there are some good signs. There's some probably concern. Like, I think there's, there's some mixed results in there, and um, I don't know how much to go off that. Yeah. Um, going into the season because I still think there's probably a few more signings there yet to announce. So hopefully they do that soon. But yeah, you know, it would have been nice to uh to have gone a bit better. But I don't know. I don't. I don't really. I can't really tell. Um, I think there's been some good results and bad results. But yeah, could have yeah. done better. A bit like you know, a bit like our season last year. Yeah. And, and going into it, if you told me you know we're going to finish fourth, that was great. But when it actually happened. Oh, I mean, probably could have done better. So I think, yeah, we probably could have done better in the Australia Cup, but I, I guess I was pleased with some of the results we got. Yeah, well, uh, like you mentioned, a couple of new signings for the Wanderers. I, I think Lockie Brook is a, a, a great pickup for the Wanderers. Like, mm. he's an exciting player. Obviously, mm. Leuni left Wanderers at the end of last season and yeah. um, told everyone that pretty much he wanted marquee wages and... Uh, the Wanderers weren't keen to give him that much money. Uh, I would have thrown him at it. Yeah, well, I don't it. think he did. I think Morgan Schneiderlin wanted marquee wages. Yeah, okay. And we said no. He's another player who he was just there on loan and was keen to stick around, but uh, that didn't end up money. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Antonsen's come in. Uh, seems like a decent struggle. Swedish, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I think the, the core of the squad that was there last season is there still. They have lost um Helm Neunhoff. They've yeah. lost uh Terry Antonis. Lol. He barely played. <laughs> he was in the team photo at the end of the year. I'm like, who invited <laughs> Terry? Far out, get him out. So we lost Romain Alfantano, Yengi Imbakoto, um Adama Trora. I'm not too fussed about that. Tomislav yeah. Mercilar is actually it's pretty sad to see him go. He's gonna do it Uzbekistan, but um wow. Olivia Bazanic Oh, he was kind of fringed. But uh, there's been a few losses, I think, though. It was great to see Borello stay, yeah. Marcelo stay, um, and, you know, picking up Antonsen. This other guy that we picked up, Jorid Hendricks, um, he's yeah. played over 250 games for PSV. I think he played, yeah, he's played one game for the Netherlands. He was at Fortuna Dusseldorf last season. He looks like he could be a really good signing. Yeah. Depending on how it goes. We've got this... Um, Johnny Gridditch from Croatia as well, Australian guy, but yeah. um, he's a fairly young guy. But, yeah, it looks all right. Dylan Piraeus, I think, is actually a pretty handy pickup. Um, Josh Berlante, I don't know. Like, I think on his day he's a good player, but, boy, he had a stinker last year. So, uh, hopefully he has a better season. Just Josh Berlante as well, just PK League. He has become a player who has now played for Sydney FC, and Wanderers, mm-hmm. and Melbourne Victory. Oh, he's played for both. And Melbourne City. Yeah, okay. Nice. Like, wow. What a turncake. Yeah. What an absolute turncake. Yeah. I think, I think that depending on which Brillante shows up, I think he could be a pretty pretty good, valuable asset. But Yeah, I think he's a little bit past it. I reckon five seasons ago, brilliant. Yeah. 
We also got Jack Lisby, and I was like, oh, you're joking. <laughs> and then the performance he's put in the Australian Cup, I actually thought, actually, he, he's doing okay. He's, he's doing okay. He's been pretty good. He's been but, pretty good. Um, yeah, and he's married to a Bathurst girl, apparently. So there you go. There's a connection to Bathurst. Brilliant. Yeah. Right, right up there now. So. Yeah. so that's my thoughts on it. I I don't really know what to think on it all, but um, yeah, it's been an okay offseason. Mm. I guess Sydney FC. No, I didn't ask. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> well, if you told us even halfway through the off season that we were going to make the final of the Australia Cup, I probably would have laughed at you because the frustration has been mm. didn't look like we were going to sign anyone. Uh, we're playing youth side. Mm. Like, uh, look, we can kind of ride some wins here and there, but um. Just beating the Mariners, and and really, I think we probably should have lost to the Mariners. There was a goal called off right at the start of that game. That oh, I would say that, but they looked the replay. Anyway. They looked at the replays, and they're like, no idea what the refs called there. Um, but Kacharski pulls out right at the death, an amazing game, and um, yeah, I, I guess Sydney learnt the hard way of the last couple of seasons from success that. If you don't actually give opportunities to young players, you see them walk off to other clubs. And so we've seen players like Marco Tilio leave, Neuenhoff leave, and, and that's been really difficult um, to then see them excel when given the opportunity at other clubs. So then Sydney's like, well, we're not going to spend any money. Let's just play the young kids. And at, on one side, that's really exciting. But but still, it, it, I was feeling a bit vulnerable I, I thought we could be in for a, a real hard season, but you know, p- players like Jack uh, Goodward, Goodward Reich, mm. Jake Goodward Reich, uh, who's been playing at centre back, has looked really solid. Um, we've been playing uh, Kacharski a little bit. Mm. Uh, I was a bit sad to see uh, Segacic go on loan to the Netherlands. That seemed like an odd move to to send a player on loan to the Netherlands, but there must be an option to buy there. I think there is. Um, that's disappointing because he looks really exciting for Sydney but has never really gotten the opportunity. And this season could have been one of those, mm. although he's behind Mac and Lolly who who look great. Lolly's looking like mm. he's finally got the hang of Australian football and, and the heat here and mm. he's looking dangerous coming into the season. Pat Wood's gotten his opportunity and has scored in every game so far in the Australia Cup. So he's got four so far and, and he's looking really good. Um, so I think there's things to be excited about for Sydney, definitely. And now the signing of uh, two Brazilians, Gomez and Lacherda. Um, Rodwell has, you know, lasted the whole preseason, looks fit That's and looks, looks decent. Uh, like if we can get a whole season out of him, mm. we'd be the first club in about 10 years to get a full season out of him. No. Like that could be really good because he has quality. So, it's kind of an odd one for Sydney because there are, I feel like the last two seasons kind of have that old Sydney FC mentality of, oh, we kind of suck back back in these days where uh, we used to be the bling FC and then we were just a bit, you know, outdated. Uh, it's hard to tell, like you say. I don't know if we're quite there. It'd be interesting to see these new signings kind of gel in. Um, mm. But 
I like I'm excited. I think there's some real positives and I would love to see these young players get their opportunities and, and do really well. Corey Holman's been playing in midfield. Um that's been exciting. Been exciting to see Pat Wood. Like people have been hacking on Pat Wood for a while. He's still only like 21, 22. And he's yeah. had the opportunity to show himself. And and I think he's doing a great job. So I think there's exciting signs. Mm. Do I think we Brisbane Brisbane have been, I guess, the surprise. Ross Aloisi has has done bits with them and they've made themselves an Australia Cup. And maybe it's right to to move on to Brisbane Raw. Like just have you been surprised? Because it, it's caught me. I saw them sign Ross Aloisi, not really sign a whole heap of players, and I was like, Brisbane Raw are gonna suck. I, I probably two, three weeks ago would have said I reckon they're going to be bottom two this A-League yeah, season. I, I've, I've read a few comments online reckon that he's going, Brisbane actually going to have a really good season. And I don't know what to think. Um, I mean, look at who they brought in. Alex Parsons, not bad. Corey Brown, Matt Acton, Joe Coletti. Florin Berengar's not bad. They picked up uh, Timmy, uh, Timmy Cahill's kid, Shane <laughs> Cahill. Um, picked up a few MPL plays. Thomas Waddington, the youngster, he scored quite a few goals in the cup so far. He's doing he really well. Good. He looks real yeah. good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to make of them. I think it's great to see him in the cup final because I like a bit of variety. It's the first time they've ever made a cup final. It's a shame yeah. they couldn't host it, but um, I don't know. It's a situation up there. Lang Park yeah. wasn't available and um, there's no other suitable option for a stadium. But yeah, I don't. I don't like. I, th- I think it's the preseason thing. Um, it's kind of still treated as a preseason cup. Yeah. Um, at least for the A League clubs, and I don't really know what to make of Brisbane. I don't think they'll be bad. I don't think they'll be good. I think they'll be somewhere in the the crap in the middle of the on the field trying to fight for it. I I just it's I it's think... hard to really tell actually from yeah. from all the clubs because there hasn't been many major signings. We haven't really seen much of them play. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I. It's hard to get a vibe. I just think Brisbane Raw, like Ross Aloisi, I still picture him as the assistant coach at Adelaide a couple of seasons ago, mm. throwing bottles at halftime and just looking like a bit of a fool. Like he, he was a bit of a, like the bulldog on the sideline and, mm. you know, things would go bad. And, and rather than whoever was manager at those times, I think maybe Yossip Gumbau he was under or something like that. And, yeah. and Ross Aloisi would just get up all angry and like, when they announced him being signed as head coach, I was like, I, d- I don't know if I like that. I don't, I don't know if he, like, sure he was, he was an okay footballer in his day, but can he really cut it as a manager? But I mean, from from all the reports coming out of the club, things look pretty good. And I think something else that's pretty cool about Brisbane Raw is there was a lot of kind of issues in the hierarchy of the club. Now I think they're still owned by the Bakeries, is that correct? But yeah, but they're new CEO. and Zach um, Anderson. That's it, Zach Anderson. No, it's not the CEO I would have picked, but um, by all reports, he looks like he's doing a great job to engage the fans. Well, they they were doing stuff together over uh, in Southeast Asia. Um, they've got business degrees and stuff like that. Mm. They've actually got really good heads on their shoulders. Mm. Obviously, both A League. XA League players and Kaz Patafter is one of those early days of the A League, just outrageous mm. names. Um, I think 
they've been just really refreshing. Even, you know, Patafta came out after the decision to to host the final at the SFS and kind of just said pretty plainly, look, things happened. Unfortunately, you know, Suncorp's got to have its uh, grass done so it can be yeah. ready in time for the A-League. Um, but you know what we've got to do? Rather than whinging, let's petition the government. Like, yeah. tell the government that you're not happy. Tell them they need to fund another rectangular stadium in mm. Brisbane. You know, I, I thought that was really smart. And yeah. I'm excited about that. It looks like Brisbane, with the right heads in their in their kind of setup, could return to what they were. And and if you're a Brisbane fan, I'm sure this has been a great off-season Australia Cup run. And I think that's, even though, it, look, it's not a pre-season tournament, I don't think it should be viewed as that. I, yeah. I'd really like to see some alignment with the rest of the A-League season, with a potential second division, all of that. Mm. But I think, I think, it just it does give that opportunity. If you're a Brisbane fan, this off season and the Australia Cup run, it gives you a bit of hope. And I like that about the Australia Cup. You know, MacArthur mm. last season, they won a trophy. Like they, they've got did, that. That yeah. hope did real well for them, but it, it didn't. It yeah. didn't bring them many fans either. But yeah, for for Brisbane, a proper club, um, I, I think it's I think it's really good for them. So, um, yeah. that's why we like the Australia Cup. We like seeing those kind of. The rookies we like seeing. There's been some great games outside of just the A League games as well, which has been really good. Mm. And we've seen uh, uh, three teams playing the Asian competition so far: uh, Central Coast, Macarthur, and Melbourne City. Grab the Asia! Macarthur are the only team to grab the Asia. Yeah, I just I I can't believe they're carrying the weight and expectation <laughs> of Australian football right now. That comment got me 50 upvotes on Reddit, so get get amongst it. Brilliant. But, uh, yeah, I watched the Central Coast game, and it's just, you know, those games when you just have, like, 50 shots on FIFA and you just can't score? That was it. Any the other day, they probably win 7-0. It was um, outrageous. Like, in the second or third minute, uh, what's their attacking midfield? That Like, bicycle kick that hits the upright. Mm. Just going, oh. And then the, to, yeah. to concede from an own goal as well. Like, it wasn't yeah. even... The other team did well. Yeah, it's it's just one of those days, and the field sucked. I can imagine it's eighty five percent humidity when they come over here. I'm sure the Mariners will cook them, but um, Macarthur, I think there was no issues there. They looked pretty comfortable. The field looked horrendous. You could see in certain angles that have really needed a mow. And Melbourne City, boy, more reports they sucked. It was so it's a second division J League team as well. I I watched like look. I didn't watch yeah, it. So. Now on that, like the J League and um good, a little but... little hint here. J League two. Um a certain a couple of Aussies play in the J League two. One of them is Big Mitch Duke, who, you know, mm. Socceroos fame. Mm. Uh, the other is Stefan Mork, who just uh just on the down low here, guys, uh we DM'd him. He he he's we got keen. A date. He keen. So <laughs> you might see Stefan Mork on, on here next week. Yeah, Steph, if you're listening. Yeah. yeah. Keep keep to your word. Um, eventually, but... let's let's not say it next week. We don't want to jinx it. He'll he'll be on the channel hopefully. So yeah, that's right. Um, but J two is not a bad league, and Stephen Moore mm. has come out on Twitter and said that it's it's actually quite a good league, and and a lot mm. of those teams are quite competitive. And and that team did win the Japanese Cup, like the Emperor's Cup yeah. last year. So like they've earned their right to be there. I don't think they had a full strength team even for that game against City. And City were boring. 
boring, like just not great football. And then they've gone out to Sydney FC in the semi-final of the Australia Cup. Just quietly, Rado Vidasic, I don't think he he should Sucks. not have that job. He should not have that job. Like if you're a Melbourne City fan, uh, I think they all know. Kiss Norbo to Rado Vitasic is a massive deal. Don't worry, Kiss Norbo will be sacked any moment now. He's won like three of his <laughs> last 30 games, so I'm sure they can get him back very Not soon. Not three of the last 30. He's won like three games total. Oh, okay. Well, that's even worse. <laughs> nah, he'll be back soon. Pick him up. Get him in back again. Oh, jeez. Uh, Rado Ball is not... Uh... Not been a, a joy oh, for many City terrible. fans at the moment. So it's not um, a joy for A League fans. Like at least Melbourne City for a while there, you're like, yeah, they're a good football team. Like that's yeah. anyone. Central Coast do a job of them, and all of a sudden they look like trash. Yeah, I don't think that six one six one defeats are sitting particularly well with them. I still think they've got some post traumatic stress. But they got Terry Antonis. Like... Oh, legend. <laughs> what a legend. Yeah, yeah, my just, poor dad um, is a City fan. And... He was he was absolutely cooking in the reserve grade uh, last year for the Wanderers. <laughs> oh man, yeah, terrible. Um, but yeah, that that Asian Cup game of theirs was was pretty woeful. Do you know that the next round is uh, not too far away, the Asian Cup? So must be next week. Next week they'll be in it again. Um, mm. yeah, I, I think we just want to see Australian teams do well. It's difficult because of when it is in the season. Mm. But hopefully with preseason kind of under their belt heading in towards the season, uh, that'll give them a bit more opportunity to actually play well uh, towards the back end of the group stage. And realistically, like MacArthur and Mariners for sure should be making it out of their groups. Yeah, they should. They really I, still, should. I still think, though, the away games are going to be quite hard. Oh. I think a lot of people are saying they're going to cakewalk it, and I still think they should. But the away games, like, you know, they're going to be horrendous, like playing in places like what Myanmar and the Philippines and all that kind of stuff. They're going to be difficult because the, the humidity, the conditions of the pitches are going to suck. Yeah. And they're going to have to make sure they don't lose over there because I'm confident they'll get the results here in, in Australia. Yeah, well, and that's it. We've just got to make home games actually worth having a home game like you've actually got to got to make it happen so that's that's more of a reason like actually get out and watch those asian cup games i know like the ticket prices to those have been a bit more expensive and it kind of sucks i think they're dirt cheap for the mariners game and okay i don't know about macarthur but like i mean they've got to be games but we're not cheap yeah well the asian cup the afc cup games i i think they're quite cheap and to be honest they're gonna be cheap because i don't think the interest is there I'm not surprised. The interest has never been particularly there for Asian games, but um, and you know we're talking about two teams and or actually three teams that uh, don't yeah. pull particularly great crowds, particularly Macarthur. But yeah. hopefully they can get around it. I think um, Macarthur. I think they they're, they're really trying. They're doing some things in the off season to try and um, engage some fans. I don't know if it's going to work, but um, I think they could go in for a deep cup run and. Hopefully that could uh, pull some uh, fans in for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just touching on those teams, obviously Melbourne City have seen a bit of a turnover. They've made some really good-looking signings like mm. City, Football, City Football Group just has a bit of a pull. Antonis is a bit of an interesting one. Steven Ugarkovic was an interesting one for me. 
but then some of the internationals they brought in for this season, uh, Patrick Safayan, Arslan, Tolga Arslan, yeah, Tolga Arslan, yes, yeah, he he looks really good. Um, uh, Jackalish, uh, is a um, I'm gonna get this wrong. Is he Slovakian, Slovenian? (laughs) Anyway, he Marin Jackalish, yeah, he's Croatian. Croatian. I'm very sorry. That's just no, put a whole heap of people off. No, um, not. But apparently he, he has the potential to have Australian passport as well. And so okay. that could be interesting. He looks pretty decent. They've signed a Brazilian as well. I don't know his name. Um, but like Leah Natal from Corinthians they've, online. They've, they've made some good signs. They've got Arzi Bage back as well. That's I think that's about Bage, Jamie Young's a uh, pretty yeah. reliable goalkeeper. Alexandra Lapano from the Wanderers. Listen, I I think they've done okay. They they've lost quite a lot of players. They should be good. Yeah, they have lost quite a lot, but um, like Valen Barisha, Thomas Lea, Florent Baron. Well, Florent Baron is still in Australia, which is good to see. Marco Tillo, Richard Vandeveen, Adam O'Neill, Tom Glover. Yeah, geez, it's uh, it's quite a lot. Jordan Boss as well. Um, I still think they'll be one of the stronger teams. Yeah, absolutely. So like they've got good signings. They they should perform absolutely. Hmm. Um, Mariners, uh, obviously losing the cum dog is a big loss. That's a big loss for just the vibes of the team. Yeah. Losing Monty is a bigger loss. I reckon he he did so much for that club Mm. to bring them back to where they are. Um, just fantastic. He, he definitely deserved his opportunity overseas, Mm. but it's disappointing for Mariners fans for sure. Yeah. Um, and they've lost quite a lot, like you said, Jason Cummings, but Samuel Silvera to Middlesbrough, which can you imagine two years ago saying Samuel Silvera is getting a transfer to Middlesbrough? Good on him. And and playing pretty regularly as well for them. Yeah. Triantis is um, gone as well. Benny and Cocolo. Maresh. James yeah. McGarry. He's transferred to Aberdeen. James McGarry, the half-season pickup from Newcastle. Yeah. Can't believe it. But... um. There's some like they're really quality players. Like they've picked up some um Latin plays in Angel Torres and Mikel Durka. Who knows what they'll be like, but you know, Colombian mm. players are always great to watch. And he actually I know they butchered so many goals, but he looked pretty good on the ball in that um AFC Cup game. Yeah, absolutely. They've got in Aloqual as well, they've signed him on a three year uh, deal, got him on a free as yeah, well. So that's a great signing. Yeah. Listen, they I don't know. They've lost quite a lot. And uh, they announced a new coach who was some guy from MK Dons who got them relegated to League 2 or something. But Montgomery rates him. He's given him uh, his blessing. So who knows? Hopefully it'll be another good signing. But uh, a lot of people wanted that Melbourne Knights coach um, to take Yeah, him. Ben Khan. Yeah. Ben Khan. I, I, thought, I thought that looked like the best option. Good, young, up-and-coming coach. I thought it was kind of see what Melbourne Knights do. Mm. Maybe it was all all completed and that it would just yeah. wait to see if they made the final or not. Obviously, mm. you want, want to try and stay with them as long as possible. And then Mariners announced this other fellow and it's kind of like, oh, okay. Well, it's it's a bit left field. Mm. And to be honest, like signing an MPL manager after you've won the championship, Maybe that is just that little bit too yeah. risky. And because... said they've gone for someone who's coached in the football league. Yeah, and again, like, well, I guess you know, 
if you can put your hand up and say you follow EFL one closely and you know this guy and his quality, then good on you. Mm. I don't I, like. I don't even follow the Premier League. I I don't really give. He's a Man crap. United fan. The bandwagon's <laughs> over, so that's why it's off. Ah, oh, look, look. I like Ange. That's nice, but um, yeah. like I I just care about the A League. So, look, if you can tell me this guy's worth it, then good good for the Mariners. I guess we'll see. But we've had yeah. English coaches come over in the past of higher pedigree, Robbie Fowler, Warren Joyce. They've not been able to hack it. Mm. Will, like, Monty had, he played for the club, like, he knew Australia. This guy is coming in a bit cold. So I think it's an interesting appointment. I think it's a little just disappointing you think mm. the Mariners win the league they lose the coach they lose a lot of vibes mm. I think they're still an exciting prospect they're still attacking they've still got Brian Kautak at back so I think they'll still make the six this year just quietly yeah. I, I think they've still got quality there but it'll be interesting to watch MacArthur uh, v- Valerie Germain Frenchy. That, oh, yeah, I think it was a handy French player they picked up. That's, yeah. that's a good signing. Outside of that, I, I'm going to be honest, I'm not really caring about MacArthur and who they're signing. They're a club that you go, they're in the league. <laughs> if, you're, yeah. if you're a MacArthur fan and you actually are a MacArthur fan, let us know because I, I don't think I know any genuine MacArthur fans we're from the MacArthur area, from the southwest of Sydney. Like... Now, Owen. Owen grew up in uh, Campbelltown. He was in Tamworth now, so I don't think he's actually ever been to a game at Campbelltown. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, yeah, they're a team. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah good on them. Like, hopefully they improve, but yeah, they're there. Yeah. They exist. They, exist. they give uh, professional contract suppliers. That's all I can say at the moment. Good on them. And they've got cowbells. Great. Next, um, like who else has been interesting in this off season? Western United just let go Previch, and that yeah, last season wasn't as good as the season before. But but they've brought in Nikita Rukovitsa, who's been scoring quite a lot in Israel, and people say, "Oh, the age and uh, John Alawis, he loves his old boys," and he does. But this is. I don't know how it would go here, but like I feel like he's been performing where he's been a player we've been talking about of a potential sneaky little call up into the Socceroos. Yeah. Um quietly I, I actually think Western United um pretty a pretty decent uh team uh this scene. They got Daniel Pena, wasn't he that guy in Newcastle that lit True. up the league a couple of years ago? Yeah, Ricky right, Tanzaki, James yeah. Donachy. Um, that's not that's, a great signing. Let's be honest. <laughs> Tom Bell, Angus State. Like, there's some decent players there. They've got a decent squad. Um, I I think they should have a good season. Um, yeah. But I, I actually like. I'm trying to think through the teams, and it's. I think it's oh, no really what's, hard. What's exciting about Western United is they're going to be playing oh, out of training ground. Yeah, that is actually in the west of Melbourne. Yeah, they just. Yeah, so I think they're going to uh, play all their games there. Like, uh, uh, no, probably not because they they hold all their home games at TBC at the moment, and they're probably they're probably not going to get till about December, so they'll probably have to play those first two games elsewhere. But still, I, I'm a big fan of the fact that they're going to move in. They're actually doing it. Well, photos that I haven't seen a photo for a while, but the last photo I saw was 
it's probably about a month or two ago. Mm. It looked like the grass was looking pretty decent. They had the structure yeah. pretty much done and they were starting to put seats in. They had extra seating that looks like that it's going yeah. to look a bit like Macedonia Park from last year. So it'll year. probably hold about 4,000 by reports, which that's better than nothing. Level. That's, that's, if they can if they can sell out 4,000 at their own stadium, brilliant. And that's going to be but, at the the training ground. They're still going to build the stadium. That's still going to be a couple of years away. But you know, they're 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 doing it. And I think um, you know, we make fun of they have no fans, and it it is yeah. true. But you know, I still think after all these years, they're still committed to building it, and they they clearly have a vision. And I think you know, once they get into that ground, I think it'll be. I don't think the crowds are going to improve much more than what they're getting. But the fact that they're going to be playing at a ground suited to their yeah. Their fan base, I think, is just going to be pretty nice for the league. So, um, yeah. all the best to them. Yeah, no, I'm just excited. I want to see them play at least two home games at that training facility. I want to see a Macedonia Park style, four thousand packed in there, barbecues. That's it's, it's just peak A league, peak yeah. A league, and it's just exciting because they're finally getting there. Uh, we've had a pandemic in between, but. Mm. Eventually, they'll get that stadium. It'll be nice. But, um, yeah, Western, that's it. Perth, uh, an interesting prospect. Um, Alan Stadich got the teams a point at the World Cup. Or did they win a match? Did they win a match? No, they beat New Zealand. They beat New Zealand. Incredible. Um, Serena Bolden, Western Sydney Wanderers, League player. Um, Awesome. Stadge. Everyone loves Stadge, right? I don't know. There's probably some certain people at Football Australia that we won't name for legal reasons that don't. <laughs> um, awesome to see him back at an A-League club after yeah. the last stint at the Mariners where he was the guy who, who started getting the Mariners yeah. looking like they were going the right yeah. way. And so I think where they ended up last season, they've got to thank him a little bit. I think that's really good and uh, a great pickup for Perth. Um, the rumours are that um, Perth or well, Tony Sage looks like he's selling the club. Has anyone? Yeah, oh, I don't think he owns them anymore. Really? It's kind of yeah company looking after the sale now. So it yeah. seems like there's some people interested, um, and genuinely interested. Unlike Newcastle, because <laughs> you know when you've got a team in Perth, a whole city to yourself, there's a lot of interest there. When there's a town of three hundred, four hundred thousand in Newcastle, where you know they're a bit of a a basket case. Um, poor Newcastle, poor Newcastle. Like, yeah, it's nice to see Perth somewhat steadying the ship. They've they've yeah. had some rough seasons. I think I think COVID hurt a fair bit playing away from home for all those all that time. Have they got a good football team? Remains to be seen. Yeah. Like, it's, it's it's a team. It's it... Kolakowski will finally actually see some minutes on the pitch at least. That's really, well, surely, surely He's they played give him two the games. seven. He's played yeah. two games since um, leaving <laughs> Melbourne City. Also, where has actually probably Zadkovic not even gone? Who? Ruben Zadkovic managed Perth, seemed all right, disappears. Yeah. Now Perth. Kenny Lowe. Oh no, Kenny Lowe is interim. Now we've got um, Alan Sadridge. Um Yeah, there's some decent players. Mustafa Romani's the captain, but I just don't think he has um, the fitness Dang. as much. Louis Bizanich is actually there on loan from the Wanderers. Alexander Sussignor, Bruce Kamau, who's played for everyone, Jared Coluccio. Oliver Sale, Hidden Goals will be pretty solid. He's one of the, the better keepers going around. 
Yeah. It's all right. Like you said, yeah, we'll see. Okay. Newcastle, we'll talk about Newcastle before. Will they exist by the end of the season? Lord, I hope so. They really need to get an owner sorted. Um, but I don't think they're, I don't know. I need to see who they've got. Like, it's disappointing, right? Like, the Hunter Valley used to be this golden area of football talent. I still think it is, but they're, it's undervalued. Isn't... They're not doing the right things. Yeah, there's a lot of people playing football up in Newcastle. There's a lot of people playing. Is there anyone good playing there? Has Newcastle Jets actually made an impact on anyone who's playing there? I don't think so. Archie Goodwin is their golden boy. Apparently, reports coming out, he's not got a good attitude or something like that. So, will he see much game time? Who knows? Like, they're just a basket case. And it, it mm-hmm. is disappointing to see they can't even iron their shirts for their jersey release like creases all over it just get your act together like come on uh i if they don't get the spoon this year i will buy a newcastle in like jets jersey they'll probably give them away to you to be honest (laughs) it's really it's a brand don't know what brand. I think it's the same brand that's just rebranded three times. But look, they're cool kits. And that's the coolest thing about Newcastle Jets this season is yeah. the jerseys. Um, yeah, don't mind the jerseys. There's nothing really else to say about them. I think we briefly talked about Adelaide, who went from one of the, the best-looking kind of clubs in the comp till at least on the field they've lost a few players. Well, Craig Goodwin, probably <laughs> one of the best players in the league. And by all reports, he wanted to stay. Not even for more money, apparently. He just wanted... An extra year, wasn't contract. it? Yeah. And now he's cooking over in Saudi Arabia. Mention, you can't write this stuff up. He's taking the attention away from Cristiano Ronaldo, from Sadio Mane, from Henderson, and all those other gold diggers that went over there. Everyone's talking about Craig Goodwin. Three goals in six games, I believe. Beautiful. Like, good for him. But, like, Adelaide, what are you doing? Carl Vitt. Yeah. Doing well, who knows if it's COVID, it might be the board. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, it's just it's not a good move for them. And it like he was the poster boy, absolute yep. poster boy to yep. lose him. It's it's huge damage to the club. Although they did beat victory in a behind closed doors friendly just the other day. Um, hmm. Ryan Kiddo just quietly, Ryan Kiddo done absolute bits last season. He he has got to be one of the most underrated players mm. in the A-League. Incredible. Very good. Good on you, Ryan Kiddo. They've signed so, one player. You know, what's going on? Englishman, Ryan Tunnicliffe. Ryan Tunnicliffe. Yep. Of um, classic middle of the 2000s United youth team, playing with Paul Pogba. Of course, Keep Up is all up in that grill. Like, oh, he's played with Paul Pogba and has played for, like, Portsmouth since. Yeah, like, he came from Portsmouth. He was at Luton Town before, who are obviously in the Premier League. Oh, he's played. Oh, he played oh, quite oh, a few for um for Fulham in the mid uh, tens. <laughs> I went three games in the Premier League. Okay, that's three games. <laughs> yeah, more more than most in the A League. But they're like he might be a good midfielder. He but... looks like a fairly solid Championship player. So, I mean, it's the only signing they got. So he for me, he, like he's he, a with a a bit more late. I reckon he's probably Adelaide's best signing of the off-season, to be honest. <laughs> he's the only signing. Yeah, at the moment he's the only one. I think, uh, do we talk about Melbourne victory? Do we want to talk about Melbourne victory? Do we want to talk about Daniel Arzani's hats? 
Oh, the real question: What, oh, what a hipster is going on there? Uh, like, don't know. <laughs> oh, just the victory away kit. We should do. We should do another jersey rating kit. My wife says that's the video I like. I like it when you rate jerseys. Just make it more snappy. She's probably right. Um, their away kit. Love it. Love a bit of pink. Mm. Very good. Is they it pink? A lot of people back. talking online. Is it pink? No. Is it white? It's pink. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of pink in it. Um, they got the chevron back. Well done, Macron. You know how to do a basic Melbourne victory kit. Well done. Um, Daniel Arzani, good pickup. If he can, yeah, if he, he can play his football, great. You know, outside of that, the Dharma Triore, massive signing, huge back at victory. Again, play that cost us in the semi final. <laughs> yeah, but they've got Zidadin, Machash, some Frenchmen. Oh, yeah. So he nice. might be good. Fabian Moore from IPL Leichhardt, Ryan Teague from uh, a Portuguese club. Ryan Teague is it. A great pickup, actually, for for the uh, Oliver. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's huge. That hurts as a Sydney FC fan again. Youngster went overseas. Another one of yours, yeah. Should be coming back to Sydney. Yeah, he's a good player. Great midfielder. He's the next Callum Newen. I don't think they can like. They're not a bad team, Melbourne Victory. I just, I don't know how much the the bucket incident threw them off last year and how just demoralised the club. But I'll never live it down. Yeah, I don't think they're a good team, but I don't think they're that bad where they were pushing another wooden spoon. I think um, they should be competing for the top six. Yeah, I don't know if they're a certainty, but they should not be competing for the wooden spoon. Yeah, absolutely. With the players they've got. And I think the last thing we haven't spoken about is Wellington. Um, and I, like I always reckon they're going to run last every year. So um, who knows what to think? Actually, it's a quite a small squad looking here on Wikipedia. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I think 19 players in the squad. Um, they lost Ufik Tale. Uh, he's gone for his big overseas opportunity, and we are yet to hear him yeah. actually getting a job. I thought he was going to take the Mariners' job, but that's not happened. He would have uh, been a better one. Yeah. So they got the chief in charge down there. They're promoting a lot of young players, actually, and that's exciting. They rate them highly. And they've kept on to Oscar Zawada and uh, Bozada Krayev, those two really good imports they had. They enjoyed their time. That's great. Like, if you can keep players like that in the A-League, fantastic. They're great value players. Yeah. Yeah, really good. But, look, are the Knicks going to set the world alight? No. Are they going to probably make the finals at the expense of someone like Brisbane? Yeah, probably. They always find a way to get in. I think uh, I've got to stop Pip uh, tipping them for the, the bottom of the ladder, so... Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all the, the the twelve clubs. Um. I don't know if you've been paying attention. There's a there's a fair bit of room or talk going around about the Auckland expansion team. That yeah. it's uh there's quite a lot of interest. In fact, the owner of Bournemouth, who also owns uh the Vegan Vegas Golden Knights in the National Hockey League in America nice. and Canada. So, um, it seems like there's quite a lot of interest. I think the World Cup probably probably helped that. There is quite a lot of interest for football in Auckland. I know it has failed in the past with the football kings and the New Zealand Knights, but I've why I'm almost uh, why I'm more of a fan of expansion into Australia, I think um Auckland is one that if they do it right, I think uh I think it can work. Um yeah. you know, it's been almost twenty years since we've had the news close to twenty years since we've had the New Zealand Knights by the time this new Auckland team comes in. So um, a lot can change in twenty years. 
I think it's quite interesting when when the expansion kind of came around and yep, let's do another round. Canberra were the hot thing. Canberra were like, yep, we're ready to go. Mm. We've got it all set up. Brilliant. Since like a week after the announcement, yep, we we want a team in Canberra. Dead cold. Have not heard a thing. Yeah. So from what I think I saw, it might have been Vince Regari or Simon Hill tweeted is that. Canberra's a bit behind, like it is happening. It's just a bit behind where Auckland is. And I think it's probably a bit more appetizing. Auckland, a city of 1.6 million people sure. compared to Canberra of 400,000. Um, so it's a bigger market. That's probably why there's so much more interest for Auckland. Um, I think both teams will work, but, and we've still got well over a year before they join the comp. Um, but I think Canberra's a bit behind. I was surprised, but when you think about the reality of what they're going up against in Auckland, I think Auckland's a lot more appetizing. A big city. Absolutely. It did really well at the World Cup. Canberra yep. didn't have any games at the World Cup. It's yep. full of politicians. Who knows if... I think the interest is there. Maybe the money, the asking price for the expansion fee. It's clearly not deterring Auckland, but um, mm. you know, if you want to be a part of a professional comp, you're going to have to fork out some money, but is well, 25 mil too much for them? But it's interesting what you say, right? You say off the back of the Women's World Cup, Auckland looks great. Mm. How many politicians put their noses right up the Matildas' bar? Oh yeah, they go the Matildas, go Australia. We love football. We're gonna give you a thousand dollars, and we're gonna give you the NRL thirty five thousand dollars to invest in women's sport. Like surely, like isn't that the way? We host a women's World Cup here. The Matildas come forth. Everyone is riding the Matildas train. All mm. of those politicians who are loving the Matildas, are in Canberra, and Canberra is the team that's a bit behind. Canberra yeah. is the team that, oh, yeah, we're struggling for funding. The, but we need a Canberra needs an owner. Like, funding won't keep the club alive. They need an owner. But absolutely, sure. It's a private competition. You need private funders. But, mm-hmm. like, has the government actually done anything for football? No. And I, I think they have. They probably just haven't done it as much as other sports. No, they've done stuff for women's sport and it will all end up benefiting the AFL and the NRL. Like, we know this already. I think it's just disappointing. I'd love to see a team in Canberra. Yeah. I'd love to see politicians actually back it, but it's not going to happen, like, at the end of the day. Like, they'll get a team together, but, yeah. I, I think that's just been disappointing that, I think that should have been the team that was boom. Yep, we're ready yeah. to go. Let's let's do it. Um, pushing pushing the A League. Um, you you mentioned it's supposed to be a little over a year until those expansion t- sides oh, are the start of the new season. Next season they're going to join twenty four twenty five. So about yeah. a year. Be nice to hear some facts as well. It, it you know it's supposed to be within the next couple of months. We're supposed to have some news about a second division. We're waiting. There's 11 teams or 12 teams, maybe. There's 13, I think, that have officially said they've submitted a bid or something like that. Oh, my chair went down a bit. I, I saw um, somebody said, like, just go with 10. Like, you've got 10 teams there who can absolutely do it. you just got to start. Like, it's that kind of thing. Uh, it's not quite right. It's not quite... Just... Just start the thing. Just announce it. Yeah, like, but they need the money. And from the rumours that are going around, 
a lot of the clubs don't have the money. It's and the, you can't set up this comp half baked. You need to go in all in with what the money that's being recommended, or it's just not going to work. It's just going to fall apart in a couple of years. Yeah, look, I, I on one level I agree, but the other level I think no one's going to invest until it's it's there. Like start a comp, let it go. People will get interested. People will back it. It all the all these clubs have been saying for the last twenty years, people want to fund ours, our club. They don't want to fund the A League. They want to fund us. You just got to give us the opportunity. Like it's it. I think it has to just kind of kick off. Anyway, yeah, but we probably will talk about this throughout the rest of the season because, like, it surely there has to be some news. The kind of cut off dates are come and gone, and uh, I think over September and October they're meant to talk about the potential go over the bids, but. I think it's turning into a bit of a pipe dream, but yeah, we can we can keep talking about it another time. We have gone quite over. I don't know how long well, we've been going for. Yeah, well, we've maybe we've still got some time for some questions. Um, oh yeah, we got a few on the on the the X app. We've got a couple of uh, questions on yeah Twitter. It's Twitter. Don't call it X. No, um, Elon Musk is listening. <laughs> go on. Questions. Uh, the first one comes from uh, Samuel Power. Champions and Wooden Spoons, call it now. Who you got? Wooden Spooners, Newcastle Jets. <laughs> Champions. Not the, hmm? Not the Knicks? No, I've had enough tipping them. And the Champions? Sydney FC. Ooh, wow. That's a big call. I think Wooden Spoon is... You know what? Back to back, MacArthur FC, I think. Yeah. Um, and champions for this season. I think. How boring is this? I'm going to say Melbourne City. I'm going to say they're going to sack Rado, bring in a real coach, with those players. They'll they'll win boring. the league anyway. Yeah, Samuel, happy going but... well. Hopefully, your boys in Adelaide can have a good season. And I don't know about Wolves in the Premier League. Yeah. Um. Next question comes from Joshua Biff on your mate. Which club is picking up James Troisi and why is it Brisbane? <laughs> yeah, I saw that one. Um, well, you've answered it, mate. It must be Brisbane Raw. No, no way Ross Aloisi signs up. He he would headbutt that guy in 30 seconds flat. Yeah, I well, think, maybe he needs a bit of a headbutt. I think James Troisi ends up at Perth because he hasn't played for Perth yet and he saw Bruce Kamau sign. For Has Perth. he played for Brisbane? Like, he hasn't signed for Brisbane either. Yeah. Well. Anyway, I think I think Perth's a good shout. They they need a ball number ten, right? An Play angry, an angry ball fella. <laughs> um, this one comes from Lloyd, uh, a good mate of ours from from back. Oh, Lloyd. Oh, how are Lloyd you, mate? Presbury. Uh, who is your? I miss them, and it's just two footballers. This has been doing the rounds on Twitter. Oh, Look, this is maybe controversial for Sydney FC fans. The first one is Milos Dimitrovic. Oh. Beautiful. And the second is, look, oh, I'm not going to lie, Milos, Milos Nikovic. Just, mm. I'm still heartbroken. I'm still heartbroken. Just, what are you doing, mate? Play right back. I, I hope you get crushed this season, but I miss you. 
this how sad is that yeah it's pretty <laughs> sad <laughs> what about you mate i'll probably uh shinjiano and tommy Urick in their prime shinjiano just retired yeah, yeah he just retired Today. 44 wow got nothing on king kazu but yeah no those japanese they bred him fit over there what a, what a player and who's the second player sorry Tommy Urich. Tommy Urich. Wow. He's prime. Where where is Tommy Urich nowadays? Did he um, is he still at Victory? Who knows? <laughs> I think he's sound for Mounties. I don't know. <laughs> nah, jokes. Uh, I don't know if he even had the club, does he? Yeah, I don't know. No, he doesn't. He got released from Melbourne Victory. Ah, oh, isn't that sad? Oh. Um, this question comes from Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, why will Perth Glory win the league? Uh, because all the other 11 teams have fallen over. <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice thought, mate. Stadich is good. They're not win the league. Sorry. just I don't see it. I don't see it. Um, so I love that you're optimistic. Good on you, mate. You guys lost in the playoff for the Australia Cup, but... Next year, you might qualify for it. <laughs> um, the last question. Oh, we've got two questions left. So, right, okay. This question was Where do you think uh, Schneiderling will go? Morgan Schneiderling, who left Wanderers, wanted big dollars. Apparently, he was in talks with Weston, but that has dropped. Yeah, the 11th hour, it fell down. Bro, probably go back to France or something. Yeah, I don't think if. If Wanderers weren't willing to give him what he wanted in terms of money. Or Western. I mean, they're not short of a dollar. Yeah, look, Western, but they've signed Pena. I reckon that's taken up a bit of their cash. Look, I, I don't think he's going to be in the A-League, to be honest. Will he sign for a club? Yeah, probably some. Yeah, crap. I, I think he's yeah. a really good player, and I think he'd do quite well at any A-League club. But um... well, Yeah, great player. He, he did really well for Wanderers, but yeah, I don't think... I don't no. think any club has the money really that he's after. That's why he was on loan. But um, yeah, I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. Mm. Um, our last question comes from A League Book, which is I think Shane. Yeah, it is. Yep. Another Lithgow and Bathurst lad. Um, his question is, who's your boy for each of us? Who's your boy? I'm a favourite or something like that. But uh, he's just who's your boy like. Brad, your boy, who is it? Probably you. Oh, That's no. a bit gross. No, um, oh, wow. Brad hasn't even had a beer. That's, no. Well, that's not that you know of. <laughs> I might have had a few cheeky ones before this. Uh, my boy, I'd probably say Brendan Barella right now is my boy. I love watching him play. He's, uh, he's so exciting on the ball. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what kind of answer you're after there by my boy. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like it. Um, for me, well, look, Paddy Wood. Uh, what a flog! He's caught a lot of criticism, but have you seen what, his haircut? He should yeah. with blood bleach hedgehog. hair like that. Sonic the Hedgehog, I love it. It's says the guy had a ratty. He's been brilliant. I, I think he deserves his opportunity. I'm somewhat excited to see Fabio Gomez, but but Paddy Wood's my boy. Like, come on, oh. Him or I would love to see Jaden Kacharski like mm. just actually just rip the league apart. What a lad. Yeah, but yeah, probably Paddy Wood. I, I, I like Paddy Wood. He's my boy. Go on, Paddy. 
Um, we've been chatting for a while. This is we don't normally do this kind of long podcast. Maybe it takes Sog having a beer and um, getting a bit loose. But uh, just by the way, it's not just any kind of beer. Look, look at it's this. It's got three standard drinks in it. Three point six. Oh wow, the camera's terrible. Three point six standard drinks. What an alcohol! Legitimately has hit me. Um, we've been talking A League for a good hour or so now. And Bradley, just just quietly, how excited are you for the A League? Couple of I'm pretty excited. Ago. I went to bed last night, pretty excited just to have this chat because I hate the long gap between off seasons. Oh, hate it. And you know, this weekend it'll be pretty. Uh, hopefully, it'll be all good when I go to the NRL Grand Final on Sunday night and watch Penrith get the three peat. And then we have the Australia Cup next weekend, which I won't be probably watching whatsoever. And then we're getting into the W League, which is uh, well, I mean, it's the start of the A League. It's really exciting. So. It's been a long wait, and uh, we're almost there. So, yeah. Buzzing. Absolutely I'm, I'm, buzzing. I'm pretty keen. Uh, let us know in the comments if you're keen. Um, let us know in the comments if you're not keen. Whatever. We'll, we'll, take your, we'll take your feedback. Yeah. And you might have seen our new logo. It took me all about five minutes to put together in Canva. <laughs> Someone did ask, oh, have you tried to improve the Melbourne City logo? And, well... I can see why you probably think that, but no, it's actually just a combination of Wanderers and Sydney FC colours. Actually, a little shout out. Like, Run Their Memes <sighs> is Twitter famous. He made us... What a... He, he randomly a made us him. a league, uh, a, a badge, a couple of... It was about two years ago now, because mm. uh, it was when A-League rebranded to the dot slash. And, yeah, sure. And he didn't like our what we came up with. Um, and we didn't. We we never used what he what he sent us. Um, I saw can't he find it. He retweeted what uh, we have created, what you've created on Canva. But if if you are a graphic designer and you think you can do better than what Brad's whipped up on oh, Canva, we would love to, we would love to see it. Um, yeah, sure. If you're still listening to this chat, just yeah, this has been a longer chat. Let us know if you like these longer chats. Obviously. TNC was uh, a bit famous for their 120-minute absolute specials. Yeah, um, but they're all Melbourne flogs, so whatever. <laughs> Except for um, the guy who Pod- used to be on SBS. Podcast? Podcast, Podcast. is it? Was uh, that uh, Joey Lynch with his Joey very Lynch. posh Australian accent? He probably I mean, says, France, I'm going to go for the dance, and then go to France and plant some plants in my garden. We love you, Joey. We we really do. We know you're Dirty not Melbourne thug. We, we'll never be on that level, but... Just like if you are still listening to us, well done, uh, absolutely. And we're it probably aiming, won't be that long. The we're, aiming for one, okay. we're aiming for 1k followers on YouTube by the end of mm. the season, so that's our big aim. Maybe having Steph Mork on the uh podcast might help us get there. We'd love to to see us get there, and, and you're a big part of that. And so, if you're a long time listener, thank you very much. Mm. And if you're new, right, well done. You've you've lasted uh, a good hour or so of us talking absolute shite. So yeah. good on you. <laughs> and we'll try and do these vids weekly. Won't be yeah. this long. I think it's just this long because it's been a long off season. So yeah, absolutely. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to bring you something really exciting next week. Yeah, yeah. We we are very excited for the A League season. Bring it on, oh, Australian football. It's so good. Like. As if you'd watch the Premier League when you have this absolute dumpster fire. In you can watch background. both. It's allowed. Yeah. You can watch both. Don't don't watch both. Don't waste. You can't watch the MPL though. Don't waste your time. Just just watch the A League. It's so good. Oh, love it. That's probably a great place to 
<laughs> yeah, let, let's finish. You're quite drunk. All right. Well, well, thanks for joining us, and we'll yeah. see you next week. Yeah. Or you can listen to us next week. <laughs>